I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me. As always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Magic Kingdom man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, Nick. If you're going to stay in one of three hotels in Disney, (laughs) would you stay at the Grand Destino? No, please say them like all very posh, like uppity. Say say them. (laughs) The Grand Destino. Floridian, the Grand the, Floridian, you have to, you have the to, yacht club. Some more, more breathy, right? The Grand Floridian. I'm saying like Stewie <laughs> from Family Guy. The Grand just, Destino, the yacht club. I just okay. We're gonna talk about all the details today yes. that, that trickled out, but there's so there's ones that make you laugh. There's yeah. ones that bring more questions. It's just crazy. Yeah, so those are those are the three hotels that the NBA teams are going to stay at. We're going to talk about all that. So much information came out on Tuesday. We're going to talk about it today. Uh, but before we do, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all your parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Isaac and I have so much stuff to get into. So much stuff dropped today. Basically, what dropped today and the reason why all these reporters all of a sudden were tweeting all these things, the NBA dropped their... 113 page health and safety protocol plan for the the return to Orlando. 113 pages of protocols and health and safety things. So, uh, and guidelines. So there's all kinds of stuff in there and there's all these just little there's these little guidelines in there that Isaac and I found or that the athletic found and then Isaac and I have gone through and and picked out the ones that we found the most interesting. So we'll talk all about that today. But before we do that, Isaac, I want to tell you something. I have to admit something. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, my dad was a youth pastor for a really long time, and at the end of any time they did a retreat or a missions trip or anything like that, an outing or whatever, he said he got the you know everybody together. He said, "All right, who had a fabulous first today? Who did something for the first time today?" And it didn't have to be something good; it could just be something you did for the first time today. And he he you know encouraged everyone to try and do something for the first time every day on their trip. I did something for the first time today. My wife and right. I we've been we've planned out. Uh, a Queer Eye Week. Have you ever seen the, the show Queer Eye? Where I have not. I've heard great things, though. It's a great show where these five guys all have different talents and different you know specialties uh, in fashion and home design, food, uh, grooming, and then in culture and, and interpersonal like, communication. And so you focus on one of those. And so we decided to do it for ourselves. And so each day we're going to focus on a different thing. And today uh, was a grooming day, also a food. So I learned how to make sushi. I, I put that on, on Twitter. You guys can check that out, at Nick Van Exit. My first attempt at sushi. And then I also did this for the first time today. Have you ever done this? I got a pedicure today. Whoa! Have you ever have you ever got a pedicure? Alright, this is gonna no, this is gonna sound super dumb. Is that your fingers or feet, your toenails? The feet. I did one time with my wife, and it was like a dare thing, or like she won, and so I had to go. <laughs> and I don't think I'll ever go back, but I, I know I know guys who do this and they like absolutely love it. So I'm not like against it. It just made me feel really weird. I have I have pretty gross feet. 
at least according to myself. They, they got really bad my first year at college. We did this activity, and I got, like, trench foot, and it was really, really bad. It was all kinds of terrible. Uh, so it was very uncomfortable for me today, and I was really out of my comfort zone, somebody touching my feet, and the girl couldn't have been any nicer that was doing it. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was, it was a good experience, but it was just so uncomfortable in doing it. And I just wanted to share with everyone that I did something <laughs> that I did that for the first time today. Yeah, I think it was the personal aspect of it that made it more weird of just like somebody like I feel like if somebody's on like wash my feet or doing like I, that's just me. Like I'll, I'll wash my own feet. You know, yeah. I feel it's like almost degrading in a sense. And I, it just made me feel super weird. But I don't know. Yeah, have you ever done the wash wash each other's feet thing in youth group where like all right yeah, yeah. this is oh, gonna yeah. be a sign up like oh man I would be so I would be so uncomfortable with that yeah. now um, but anyway wanted to share that maybe if out there if you guys have done that or, or if you do it regularly I understand that some guys and obvi- and uh, you know women do it regularly so and that they like it I I did not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> like it. <laughs> it was a little uncomfortable for me. Uh, but it was weird being in an uncomfortable situation. All right. Uh, we want to talk about the, the NBA plan and all that. But before we do, this weird story came out today that ended up potentially being false, where Kyrie Irving said suggested on the, the big call with everybody, um, you know, talking about whether the NBA should return, that he suggested that they should make their own league, like their own basketball league. Uh, and you know, differing reports have come out as whether he said that or not. Uh, that was ridiculous. But um, in the New York Daily News story that first broke that uh, that story, Bobby Marks from ESPN talked to them, and he he had a couple of points about the NBA not coming back and how it would financially affect the league and the players. And I thought that was a good thing to note because we haven't heard it in actual dollar amounts or actual you know percentages to see what the impact would be because everyone just says. Well, if the NBA doesn't come back, then it's just a financial disaster uh, for everybody. Which, And we just don't really understand what that is. And I didn't really understand what it was. So I wanted to share it with everybody So I thought it was worth noting. Uh, Bobby Mark says, not playing is an economic disaster. It really is. He estimates the total salary loss for players will be $580 million in lost you know, money f- just to the players. Uh, because of the pandemic, that number will double if they don't play. So they've already lost $580 million. The number will double if they don't play. So they'll lose over a billion dollars if they don't play. Just the players. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. So he yeah. says, he says, so like LeBron is making 30, $35 million this year. He'll lose $13 million if the NBA doesn't resume. $13 million just for him, which, you know, at that scale, you're like, well, he's still making, you know, $23 million. It's still, million still a million lot. I mean, but it's losing $13 million. That's a yeah, yeah. ton of money. Um, and that's a that's an insane amount of money. Think about the guys at the lower levels that are losing, you know, a big chunk of their money. The guys on the minimums that are making a million dollars. You know, that that's a huge chunk that they're that they're losing. Um, if Orlando is canceled, so if the return plan is canceled, let's say something happens, um, you know, or the NBA just decide, the players decide collectively that they want to, you know, continue with the protests and not go back and continue to play, the NBA can force what's called a force majeure, which is this clause in the CBA that they would just rip up the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement. That's the agreement between the players' association and the league that sets the salary cap, the you know, all that kind of stuff. They could, they could impose the force majeure, and Bobby Marks calls that the nuclear option. And it would be a new – they would rip up the old CBA and create a whole new CBA 
they would be extremely less beneficial to the players. That's what he says. Uh, and so that's kind of what's at stake if the players don't do it. And we, in the last podcast we did, we talked about you know Kyrie Irving's and Dwight Howard and Avery Bradley and all those guys that were talking about the reasons why the NBA shouldn't come back from a social justice standpoint. We talked all about that in the last pod. So we, we, all, we understand that angle of it. So if you want to hear us talk about that, go listen to the last pod we did. We understand that, but this is the financial implications if the players don't come back, which I thought was just interesting, and uh, that's what they'll be giving up if they decide to do that. And uh, it's a lot; <laughs> it's a lot for the for the guys at the top. You know, they've made money. We understand that, but that's not the case for every single player. And so uh, it's a it's a very fascinating thing that players will have to weigh uh, if they you know if it comes to a decision where the players you know get to make a decision and vote again. Yeah, and, and if we know these numbers, you know the players know it. And I think the only thing I have to add to that is they know all of these ramifications that impact them more than us. And the, first, the thing is, though, I want, I want to push back on that because Chris Haynes made a really good point. I think he was on um, he was on somebody's podcast. Maybe it was Howard Beck's. But he says, you have to think that a lot of these players are like 20, 21, 22. And I know when I was 20, 21, 22, I didn't know everything that was going on with my life either. I didn't know necessarily my health insurance plan. Like I didn't know necessarily uh, things that would affect me at work. And I didn't you know read all the fine printing contracts and things like that. And and he he was under the impression that not a lot of players do know the implications of, of you know of things like this and so uh they, they a bunch of players probably do and players that are part of the players association hopefully the players association has done their part in trying to educate players like that but he was under the impression that players didn't understand you know losses like that is this is much especially early on when when everybody was like oh let's you know we're yes we're coming back and everybody voted you know that the nba should come back uh, but yeah, that was, that was I, I mean yeah I just, I mean, if you follow Bobby Marks on Twitter, the dude's been tweeting out the the money stuff. They can know it that way. They have people in their life that they can reach out to on, on in the NBA circles yeah. that can explain it to them. It's available if, to them. It's available. Yeah, to them. it's available. If I, I mean, yeah, if there's a chance for me to lose millions of dollars, I, I mean, I would know that. So, uh, anyway, going back to what I was saying before, I, I just think that for them to, the, they know the ramifications of it, and for them to still be able to or still consider to put that on the table um, to pursue something bigger than basketball I think I think speaks volumes uh, on their part too which is um, yeah so it is the other side of the equation and it would um, yeah anyway there you go yeah, so uh, that's the ramifications that the NBA doesn't come back financially. We understand uh, other ramifications. We talked about that in the podcast yesterday. So, all right, let's continue and talk about the actual phases. We have phases. The Athletic dropped you know, a whole bunch of phases that the NBA and the players will go through, uh, and there's a bunch of little things in there that we want to talk about, so let's get into that coming up. But before we do, the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional one or $10,000. To make your own donation, if you want to join with us, make your own donation, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. Uh, these are the three organizations that we're donating to. Black Lives Matter, just the, you know, the activism organization that all of this has kind of started from. The NAACP, it's a legal defense and education fund, which helps uh, for legal defense for people to get 
um, you know, arrested in protests and all kinds of different things. And then Campaign Zero, I found this one a very interesting organization. Campaign Zero supports the analysis of policing practices across the country, research to identify uh, effective solutions to end uh, police violence. It, it, I found that so interesting because that's what we need. We need the numbers. The numbers, you know, I work for a company called ePlay, and our thing is numbers tell your story, and this is the case. Numbers tell your story uh, in the sense of, you know, Black Lives Matter and how, you know, policing has affected them in an adverse way. And so this is a, an organization that is doing analysis and, and talking all about that. So those are the three organizations, lockdownpodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. You can find all the links for that. All right, Isaac. Um, you got a car, right? I do. Yes. I have a car. I have two cars. I actually have one car that needs some work right now. And for that car, uh, it needs a new air conditioner, which I don't think I can do myself, but it needs some new headlights and it needs probably a new like carpet mats. It needs a whole bunch of stuff. And for all that, rockauto.com has all the parts that your car will ever need. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. We can go to rockauto.com uh, to shop for an auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. So it's not just they're making this stuff. It's They get it from everywhere else and they combine it into this one search where you can just go and find the exact specific thing that you need for your car. Uh, just get it in a few easy clicks. Uh, they have a detailed catalog. It's unique and remarkably easy to, to navigate. Quickly see all the parts avail- available for your specific vehicle. Choose the brand, the specifications, and the price that you matter. If you only like a certain kind of car part brand, you can get that specifically. Uh, if you need a special size, you can get all that um, right at rockauto.com. The prices at Rock Auto are always re- reliably low. Uh, why spend twice as much for the same parts somewhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts for your car or truck right in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this um, plan, or let's get into this plan. So we kind of know the outline of this. Um, June 12th to the 22nd, which is what we're in right now. This is We're in phase one right now. This is where players you know, are returning back to their you know, country. <laughs> for, for Luca and Porzingis, they should be returning back soon. If they're not already, I haven't seen whether they are or not. Uh, individuals can work out. But only individual workouts will be permitted. So until the 22nd, that's going to continue. Players are expected to be re- to remain home uh, and avoid residing in a player's household if asked to limit their travel. So uh, everybody that is living with an NBA player is asked to limit their travel as well. This is the phase that we're in now. Then you get to phase two. That starts on June 23rd. Players are still expected to remain at home. That's when mandatory COVID testing will begin for all players and staff. Um, they have Wish. a... They have a shallow nasal swab and an oral swab and a blood draw. Those are the three kind of tests. So how many, like, how many players do you think test positive in this initial one? This because is gonna be like, the, this is gonna be the interesting one. I, I'm real. I think this is the first. I, this is the first like benchmark that I'm really looking at because like right now, yeah, people like Luca and everybody's coming back to their markets. But when they do the initial COVID testing, and I'm assuming that it's going to be public, but just seeing like the NFL stuff a few days ago to where, you know, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, you know, tweets out, it's like multiple Texans, multiple Cowboys, and then Ezekiel Elliott stuff. If you're you know, a big Cowboys fan, I was following that on Twitter because I was fascinated by it because you have 
you know, them reporting that Ezekiel Elliott, you know, tested positive. And then he's tweeting out, I was like, what about HIPAA? You know, my agent didn't, he didn't <laughs> leak that info. He just confirmed it. And so I just wonder, is there a benchmark number that the NBA is like hoping not to hit? What is the public perception? What's NBA Twitter's response? What's media response? If it comes out and I mean, gosh, if it is public, if there's 20, 30 players that test positive, is that just, hey, there's enough time and they just quarantine and then we'll move on with the process? I'm really curious what comes out of that. So that'll be interesting. However, though, that's phase two. That starts June 23rd through the 30th. And so there'll be a month between that time when they first get tested and then the start of the Orlando. So you'll, ha- you'll have, you know, uh, I know a personal friend of mine, it took him uh, three weeks to to have, you know, between negative tests. So he tested positive and then three weeks later he tested negative for COVID-19. And so, uh, you know, and a lot of people are saying two weeks for my friend, it took three weeks. So between then uh, players will have that much time to stay, you know, away from their team to stay quarantined and to cut and hopefully uh, recover and not test positive anymore. So they'll at least have that time, but yes, this is going to be a very interesting time. You know, that starts June 23rd for them for players to all start getting the testing um there's there's also a clause in there that non-participating players so players that are either excused or protected will have their salary reduced as will not have their salary reduced so anybody that's that's hurt right now so like dwight powell jalen brunson are not gonna have their salary reduced Hmm. players though uh if they choose not to participate they'll be reduced by it's a weird looking number it's like uh one nine so it's like a fraction of their you know salary will be reduced and then it can only be reduced like 14.92.6 like i don't even know that math i was not that great at math but uh their salary will be reduced a little bit if they decide not to play so these are the players that if they decide i don't want to come back i don't want to play they will not be penalized except for their you know their their salary be reduced a little bit, and so the NBA is not going to punish them. They're not going to get suspended. They're not. Gonna, they can't get you know released from their team or waived from their team, and all that. So I, I found that kind of interesting. That came out today. Yeah, I found that interesting. And going uh, kind of with that was the the clause of the protected players mm-hmm. that teams will be able to uh, pretty much slap a, a tag on a player that they feel is like higher risk. Uh, for you know, I know Larry Nance's name gets thrown out yeah. there a lot, but you know he has how do you pronounce Crohn's, it? Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease, and you know if that was which the Cavs ain't going, but it's like if the Cavs were going, would he be one of those players that would get the protected player uh, tab, and then he would stay at home, and then he wouldn't be penalized money wise? So yeah, I wonder if there'll be any players from playoff teams that get that that tag too. Yeah, that's gonna be very interesting. Um, also, any you know any players with diabetes or anything like that, like that's gonna be uh, an interesting thing to to see as well. Uh, and then phase three that starts July first through the tenth. That's when um, you know individual workouts are mandatory for players. Group workouts are still prohibited, so you're still not allowed to do a group workout at the beginning of July. Um, all teams will be back in their own practice facility except for the Raptors. The Raptors are the only team that's going to Orlando because the different. You know, the different restrictions in Canada and the U.S. Um, head coaches are allowed to participate and observe individual workouts. So uh, Rick Carlisle is not going to be involved until July 1st. I found that kind of interesting in any individual workouts. 
Yeah, and I'll take a step further. Uh, this did raise my eyebrows a little bit that there will be zero group workouts for the whole team until Orlando. Yeah. And I, you know, I think some people were looking at this beforehand and be like, all right, well, they could have these like their own like team mini camps in a way in their respected cities the week prior coming to Orlando and group workouts, stuff like that. That ain't happening. So the first time that they're taking part in any type of mini training camp, you want to say, for every team will be in Orlando. Yeah, that's interesting to, to note as well. And then we move into phase four. So that was phase three. Phase four is split into two parts, A and B. Four, four, 4.A. <laughs> this, is, this is phase 4.A. This is all via The Athletic, by the way. They had a really good write-up on this and had all this stuff. Great job, yeah. They uh, Shams, I think, wiped the floor with Woj today. <laughs> Woj did tweet out saying that players could not play doubles oh, yeah, we're in getting ping to that. pong. Yeah, we're getting to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the one Woj contribution to this. Um, July 7th through the 11th. Uh, this is when teams will start getting to Disney World to to the campus. They'll take a bus or you know a, fl- a chartered flight. Obviously, I think the bus only applies to the Orlando team <laughs> and maybe the Miami team, maybe Atlanta. Well, actually, see that's wait, the home mind. court advantage no, no. that I'm talking about. The Orlando Magic, it is on their home court, like home this turf. Is their um, home sand, actually, because it's turf. all sand here in Florida. They don't even have to take a flight. They can just take their personal cars. <laughs> Uh, players and team staff must stay isolated in their rooms until they return two negative tests at least 24 hours apart. So that's interesting to note. I don't think we knew that, that once they get to Orlando, they have to test. You have to do two negative tests, you know, again, um, you know, to be able to actually start doing stuff. So I found that kind of interesting players at this point, And this, we'll get to this in a second. Players will have the option to wear a proximity alarm. This is why they'll notify a player if he spends more than five seconds within six feet of another person on campus who is also wearing an alarm. You know how many dads want to pull this technology off of their daughters? (laughs) They're like, "All right, you want to date my daughter? You're gonna wear this band, the six feet away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save room for Jesus." I mean, just the concept. So, y- y'all know I work at a church, and we're trying to figure out how to put on a, a a summer camp right now, if that's even possible. And I literally screenshot this part of the athletic article, and I sent it to some people at our church. I'm like, You're like the Kyrie so Irving get- of your church. <laughs> I'm like, how can we get this these things for a, a camp type setting? A proximity <laughs> alarm things, or we're gonna you'll read about it a little bit, but a ring that will tell you yeah, temperature and like that. all this stuff. Like we're getting some uh, next level technology. <laughs> how do you think this thing works though? Like the proximity alarms? Is this a bracelet? Is this a like? And what's the alarm sound? I, I just I I'm hope really it's a curious. belt. I hope it's like a utility belt, like like a Batman utility belt that they put on. And I guess I mean, is it gonna beep? Is it gonna make an is like is it gonna make a sound? Is it just gonna buzz? Is it like an you know an Apple Watch where it just buzzes if you get too close to somebody for too long? But six feet away, I mean that that's I mean. <laughs> It's almost feeling like a science, like a science experiment at this point, like a movie <laughs> that you're just putting somebody on an island. They're like, you know, I mean, right now, a proximity alarm, a ring, and they can, they have, they can, they can't leave and a nasal, bubble. Nasal swab. Uh, yeah, this is, it, it's wild. <laughs> All kinds of, we'll get in, we'll get into that a little bit more coming up. Let's get into to the proximity alarm a little bit. There's more things, like Isaac said, there's a ring that they're going to be able to wear for early detection of the virus. And all kinds of different things. A couple more phases we'll get through coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, 
You know it. You love it. It's so soft and easy to chew it. It's the Built Bar. We know mm. Built Bar has been sponsoring this podcast and the entire network for a long time. We appreciate Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I still have some in my fridge, actually, because Built Bar accidentally sent me two boxes, and it's great. I've been I've been rationing them. I appreciate that. Built Bar, where are you at? <laughs> Send me another box. <laughs> They have 16 amazing flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Like I said, it's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Uh, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great. They're all kinds of different flavors. I have my friend, uh, you know, listener Maxi that lets me know which kind he gets. I think he's still on the peanut butter one. He, that's his favorite one. He didn't like the banana one as much, but he loved the peanut butter one. I like the banana one, but he, he said so far peanut butter has been his favorite. So if you want to check out a flavor, that's a recommendation from a listener just like you. If you also have gotten some Built Bars, let us know which one is your favorite one. You can tweet us at Lockdown Mavs. But Built Bar, right now you can use the promo code Lockdown and get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Lockdown for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac. Let's fly through some of the rest of these points um, in the fate in the you know in the how many phases are there six. I think we're, th- we're through four point A. Um, so we talked about the proximity alarms. Uh, we know that Disney staff will not be required to reside and stay in the bubble. This was one point of contention. That a lot of people brought up that this is NB- anybody like you know serving them or uh, working on the grounds or anything like that. They will not be. You know, tested. However, they will be screened every single day on campus to take their temperature for symptoms. This is also true for Disney. The only thing that's open right now for Disney is Disney Springs, which is like the downtown Disney shopping area that's you know free to the public to go in. There's just a bunch of stores and things like that. My wife and I actually went a week ago or so, and they took our temperature when we walked in. And there are certain you know social distancing guidelines you have to maintain. There was lines. If we were in a line, you had to be six feet apart from the first person in front of you. There's a cast member that's standing there that tells you to. You know, you have to stand back or you know move move back from the person in front of you, and so they're taking this seriously even at you know, shop an outdoor shopping mall like that, and so that's the same for you know uh, Disney staff. It's kind of interesting they're not going to be tested, but um, they're also st- staying six feet away, and they have to wear masks at all time. Everyone has to wear masks at all time. So if you're doing both of those things, the odds that a Disney staff member will you know give corona to a player like that seems pretty low if both of those things are in place to me at least yeah i would say the percentages seem like they're pretty low uh, it still surprises me with i mean the fact that they're you know players can wear a, a, a ring and the <laughs> the craziness of all the other things that's going to happen inside the the bubble the fact that they're not making disney employees that's going to be around the players uh, not get tested every day. Uh, kind of surprised. It did surprise me, uh, to be honest. But I mean, they know more than I do. You talked about the the face mask thing. Uh, it does. It, you know, it does say in the in this athletic piece that they'll be required to wear a face mask at all times, except when eating, or in the rooms, <laughs> or during a workout, or when they're engaged in physical activity. And then it uses an example of swimming, or reading a book alone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wear a mask if you're reading so. a book alone outside. Uh, so there you go. And here's the thing. Now now we get to talk about this ring. It's called an Aura ring. Players will have the option of wearing an Aura smart ring that will help, that may help. By the way, they wanted to put that may in there. It may help. That's probably doing a lot of heavy lifting. May help with the early detection of the coronavirus and will track temperature, respiratory, and heart rate and other measures. So there's the symptoms, which... 
you know, fever and all that kind of stuff. If you have some of those symptoms, this ring will detect it. And the device features, this is my favorite part, an illness probability score. So you've heard of, you've heard of PER. Soon you will hear about uh, EPR from ePlay. And now you have an IP, an IPS, <laughs> an IPS, an illness probability score that indicates if a player might be at greater risk of contracting the coronavirus or if they may have it. So, are we putting this on Basketball Reference, Isaac? I I don't even know what to do with this. No idea. I have no. I didn't I- even know this technology existed. So, I mean, it probably didn't until recently. And uh, yeah, I just found this interesting. Uh, and Zach Lowe pointed out the team staff will not have any access to player data from the wearable ring should a player choose to wear it. So players don't have to wear this. This is you know, an optional thing for everybody. Uh, aside from instances when the illness probability score triggers a further medical review. So once it once it you know whatever level it reaches where it you know is a red flag, then the team will know about that. But they won't know the the score I guess outside of that. So it like tracks them everywhere, and somebody is at the NBA is in front of this massive screen, and it's just there's Numbers. Kawhi's ring. Yeah, there's LeBron. And he, oh, LeBron's at the soccer fields. Oh, Kawhi's reading a book over there on the lawn. Like. It just tracks everyone where they're at in the bubbles. I could just see that. Yeah, this is getting. I mean, I I I've, I watched a show called Devs. It's getting like that, right? It's it's getting to, <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting wild. to the level where it's just like next next level kind of Big Brotherish stuff. Uh, also, this was put, this was thrown in there. Effective July seventh, random anti drug testing will resume, but only for uh, SPEDs and Diurex, which is what uh, our good friend. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton tested positive for it. No testing will be done for recreational substances. So, uh, recreational use of marijuana is not legal in the state of Florida, they also mentioned, but they will not test for it. So, there you go. OKC is going to be there. So, just, just letting you know. Okay. Uh, phase 4.B. Man, we, we have so much stuff in this. Uh, this is where you're engaging group workouts. Still haven't started games. This is July 10th through the 21st. And this, this is what I really wanted to get to today, which, hey, we're already done with the pod, but I wanted to get to this today. Players right now uh, doing group workouts will be permitted to conduct individual off, you know, on and off court workouts and drills under the supervision of team staff. COVID testing will continue. And at all times, players must avoid spitting or clearing their nose, wiping the ball from their jersey, licking their hands, and unnecessary touching their mouth guard. So that is, that's uh, the new requirement. So all the, all the gross things that players do on the court – they're definitely not allowed to do anymore. I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna monitor that. No, but not. that that's fascinating. And here's the thing that I wanted to get to. At least Steph's not gonna be there for the mouth guard. Here's part, the, so. here's the thing I wanted to get to, and I'm glad we're ending on it. After the initial self isolation through July 21st, players may eat meals, participate in social activities, ping pong, golf, video games, cards, etc. Only with individuals residing in their hotel, provided they maintain physical distancing. Physical distancing. This is where you know you're not allowed to play doubles ping pong. Uh, that that was <laughs> that was the Woj thing. But this right here is tampering season, Isaac Harris. Because oh, it is. Yes. Whoever is in your hotel, that's what that's the team. That's the players you're going to be able to talk to for like a couple like a couple weeks here. That you'll be able to just talk to those players. So right. You know, before this, it's all just been your team and you know players like that. But now you're allowed to talk to the players in your hotel. So here's the, the not just good talk. I'm we're talking some trash talk, too. trash talk, and also inviting to your team in free agency talk. 
So here's the yeah. teams that are at the the Mavericks Hotel. It's the Grand Floridian. This is the Thunder, the Sixers, the Rockets, the Pacers, the Nets, the Grizzlies, the Magic, and then the Mavericks. So anybody on those teams, I mean, we got Victor Oladipo on the Pacers. Maybe he becomes good friends with Luka. We have uh, Aaron Gordon. Maybe he demands a trade to come to the, you know, to come to the Mavericks. Uh, you have the Thunder. You have Stephen Adams. The dream of Stephen Adams coming to the Mavs. Maybe that happens. You have, you know, maybe Ben Simmons and 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 uh, Luka Doncic become good friends, and Isaac has to apologize for all the stuff that he said about him over the years. I, I do want to say this about the hotel thing. This, this hotel thing is really intriguing because I know this is a whole different like scale of this, but. So back, I guess, two years ago when the 2K League first started, uh, the Mavericks sent me to New York City with Mavs Gaming for a weekend. And so I stayed in the same hotel with the team and everything. But at that time, every team in the 2K League stayed in the same hotel uh, there in in New York for, for the games that weekend. And I thought it was fascinating because... I mean, teams would just go past each other. Like, players would go down and hang out in the lobby. And uh, I know in one of the places there was a bar in the area. So, there would be trash talking that would take place down the lobby. Some, like, hardcore trash talking. And what would be crazy is... Like they would have a, they would have games and stuff on Saturday, and then come back, and then you see the players in your same hotel, like passing them that you played that day, and then so like I, I, I would hear stories of like trash talking would take place in the <laughs> hotels and lobbies and different stuff, and I'm just like, I'm just picturing that on the, like an NBA this scale of, you know, Rockets and Mavs staying in the same hotel or whatever it is. It's like they're are they seeing each other? Are they talking uh, you know what I, just i've said this before the journalism that will come out of this if media you know depending on how much media access will be, will be fascinating fascinating it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting to see the stories that come out of this and it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of tampering luca and porzingis can do for the mavericks in that period so there you go all right we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the rest of this there's so much stuff i didn't get to today there's actually two more phases we didn't even get to so we'll talk about that tomorrow guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom Boom.